Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 133. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in. Got another New Money movement. That's what we're going to call it, movement. Second episode here, we're going to talk about some current events that have been going on in the market. As y'all know, market's like tumbling right now. I'm actually going to do an episode uh, this coming Monday on everything, kind of recapping the week and kind of just talking about what you need to know and all kind of jazz and, you know, some stuff that you might want to hear. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But today I got a couple of huge headlines that Ivan and I are going to go over. So let's dive into it, baby. Okay, so <laughs> the stock market is in free fall right now. And Everybody's kind of freaking out because this is the first time that it's really happened since 2020. And even in 2020, it was for like fucking five minutes. And it it really is insane. Yeah, Nate, tell me why my portfolio is going through my table to the ground. Have you seen that meme? All like... Hey, that's how I've been coping through all of this. That's how everybody's been coping through all of this, through these memes. The one where like the chart just goes through the table to the ground. Um, What's going on, man? What's going on? Have you been looking? Yeah, man. I mean, I've been just buying in. I always buy in. I tell these guys always to buy in and, and women and every you know person to just continue to buy in as assuming you're well diversified, all that kind of jazz. But basically what happened was inflation was going through the roof. The Fed was like, yo, that's crazy. We were kind of wrong on this. Let me raise interest rates. There's an expectation that rates are going to increase. So bond yields are increasing mm. because of that. Expectations are increasing. Because of that, growth rates for companies are kind of scaled back. The valuations drop. And then there's just a lot of like panic selling, essentially. When interest rates are higher or they're expected to get higher, people kind of freak the hell out. And then, you know, there's, I mean, there's stuff in Russia's kind of going on. That's kind of been thrown into the mix. I don't think it has anything to do with like Omicron or anything like that. But it's like, it's so funny to me because, you know, as everything's going up, rallying, you know, whatever, things are great. Everybody's always talking about, yeah, like, but when it crashes, like, you know, like, uh, I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm going to just buy, buy, buy. I can't wait for another crash. And then this shit hits, man. And it's like, nobody's doing anything. Like, no, no, everybody's scared as hell. They're just waiting, whatever. Yeah. I saw there was, there was a YouTuber, bro. He, he sold like, he's always talking about buy the dip. This guy just sold like $20 million worth of his shit. He's trying to like time the market. It's insane, man. Like it's it's pandemonium for some of these folks. Yeah, man. It, it looks like, at least from what I've been seeing on on like Twitter, uh, I haven't been checking individual stocks, but like the high growth future earnings, like based on stocks, it, pretty much mm-hmm. almost every single like big tech stock taking a big yeah. hit. But the profitable ones, the the one, the Walmart's, the CVS's of this world, like they're they're hanging around, they're doing okay. Yeah, which, which is which is very interesting. Like a bit of a market correction here, and a lot yeah. a lot of people trying to time it too, but. You gotta, you gotta buy it. You gotta buy all the ships. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay on yeah. the roller coaster. You know, I haven't been trying to like freak out too much. I haven't been looking. <laughs> you know, you know, Abe. The old meme says, if you don't look yeah. at it, it hasn't dropped. You know, it, it hasn't dropped, man. You don't sell. You haven't lost anything, too, right? So, I think it's interesting. I don't really think it's as big of a deal as everybody's saying. I think it's a great time. I mean, I just, you know, as like as I do, I just invested, and I was really happy to look at how much of a discount I'm getting. One of the craziest fucking like hit stocks in the past little bit and like just like is all over the news is peloton man have you seen this stuff on peloton yeah dude i think they're like more than 50 percent down 50 60 percent down they released a statement 
basically saying that we're not making any more bikes because we have so much inventory for the foreseeable future <laughs> that we're just not going to be producing any more bikes or treadmills or whatever, which as a company is probably like the worst thing you can say. And like they, they're being honest. They kind of have to say that. But that, I mean, I don't know if they had to say that. And, you know, they also are bringing in McKinsey to kind of like cut some shit up and, and make them more efficient. They're probably going to lay off a shit ton of people. It, it's just like a dumpster fire. Well, there. Are, and are people realizing that they like going to the gym more I think <laughs> than, so. than, than uh, I think, they're working at home? What's going on here? I think so, man. And, I, I you know, the model of it is is interesting and, and the subscription and the whatever. I, I really haven't looked in too deeply how it's how it's priced, but I know it's expensive. And I think it's just like the common trend for these uh, high flying pandemic stocks. You see, you saw Netflix. Netflix is getting crushed right now. Netflix is a massive company. Netflix, you know, Zoom is down huge. Peloton, all these square, like all of these sort of high flying tech stocks like we're talking about are just getting crushed. And I think it's just like that shift, uh, you know, the flows are just shifting out of it. So it's insane. And I mean, like, I, I feel like I read a new thing on Peloton every single day. <laughs> so Really interesting, but as we always talk about, guys, like just continue to just buy in if you got the good stuff, you know, whatever. I mean, one good thing that was about the market that I saw, one positive story was the Activision deal, man. It was man, pretty that is insane. crazy. That morning that happened, I, I remember texting all my like ex Activision friends, like agents right now, saying like just just clients freaking out, like people just flip. It happened really early in the morning too, so that was absolutely insane for for Microsoft. So what does that mean for you for your like work and stuff, man? Like like how does that impact what you do? Yeah, and yeah, because it, 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 it's a massive deal, dude. Yeah. At least from the general public discourse and like what I've seen, people are saying like, hey, man, like Xbox, like Microsoft, they're just going to they're just going to own. So the Game Pass for Xbox is just going to go crazy and PlayStation yeah. just won't be able to compete. Right? So that like, game, tell me more about like, what, what is the game? Like, what is it? Like, how does it yeah, work? So Activision, Blizzard, they have some of like the most valuable ip in gaming some of the most right like they own call of duty they own hearthstone world of warcraft like all these big hitters right um in in different spans of gaming timeline over the past like 10 years xbox game pass is is pretty much microsoft's version of like our exclusive like game store so i don't i don't think i don't think anything is going to go exclusive anytime soon i don't think call of duty like which is a massive billion dollar ip uh billions of dollar ip won't 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 be like xbox exclusive in the next like three maybe four years but who knows to say after that like what the long play is but i think this really sets up like Everybody knows like these big tech companies are trying to get into like the metaverse, like what 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 does gaming look like in Web three? Like mm. what is all that? Anyways, a lot of people were were just saying like, hey, this makes this acquisition makes a lot more sense than like a yeah. Microsoft TikTok acquisition, right? Like buying a social company, a lot uh, of synergies, a lot more synergies yeah. um, for for the long run in terms of like what all these big tech companies yeah. are leaning towards, which is which yeah. is Web three, and it makes it makes the most sense to enter from a gaming standpoint. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even think we said this, guys. If if you hadn't heard, Activision Blizzard was acquired by Microsoft for I think sixty eight, sixty nine. But I think sixty eight point seven billion. So rounded up to sixty nine <laughs> billion or something like that. Nice. And and that's a huge, huge deal. And it's one of the bigger acquisitions we saw. I think it's I think it's the biggest acquisition for Microsoft. I think other than LinkedIn. So it is. Well, I might be. I I think I think LinkedIn was like thirty. 30 billion. So I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. And 26. This, uh, kind of spins into the, the next thing I wanted to kind of talk about is 
there's currently a bill that Congress is, is kind of making the rounds and it's getting to the Senate floor around big tech. And it's basically a anti-self-preferencing bill and essentially how it'll work. And, and it's interesting because this Microsoft deal comes out and then all of this stuff is kind of happening as well. You know, Congress is like, you know, politicians are really coming after big tech. And mm-hmm. what this specific bill, from what I've read, is that essentially Apple, Microsoft, you know, a lot of these massive platforms, Facebook, Google, like a lot of these platforms are so – have reached such scale, are so, so big that their – like and Amazon too, their influence of preferring their own product is starting to be considered anti-competitive. So for example, mm-hmm. Amazon on the Amazon page – it's going to put its basic stuff first. It's going to put its prime stuff. It's going to basically promote itself because it's its own platform, right? And the argument is they're getting to such – they're like it's exponentially so big, like these companies, that it's almost borderline anti-competitive within their own platforms to be preferring themselves. Google AdWords, things like that. It's a massive thing. But if you think about it, it's also the equivalent of Apple – having to make you download iMessage and having you to like get iOS and things like that. Like it can't have it all bundled in one because it needs to like, I don't know, give you more options or something like that. So basically the argument is, is this for the best, like typically anti-competitive stuff is like, it's better for the consumer. It's better for the consumer. I don't know if this actually makes it better for the consumer because the consolidation of a lot of these big tech platforms, you know, we talked about last week that ecosystem, Mm-hmm. They make life so easy. Essentially, what this is trying to do is kind of rip Break up big up tech sort of ecosystem yeah, and, and make it more, you know, I think Spotify got behind this because they're bitching to Apple about the app store. And, and a lot of companies, Yelp is getting behind this because of Google AdWords and, and the way Google's kind of fucking them, apparently. So there's, you're seeing some of these smaller players be like, yeah, like break these bastards up or, or, or do something, yeah. right? And and I, I think it's really interesting thinking about the trade-off of, consumer sort of well-being and, and the ease that comes to consumer. And then you can make the argument or, you know, eh, they don't know yeah. any better. They're just getting served up that, you know? I think that ecosystem argument, it, it, it is a great rebuttal for, for, for against this whole, let's, let's not sugarcoat it. This is, a, this is a fucking monopoly. This is an oligopoly yeah. that, that, the, that, these, uh, yeah. that these tech companies are running, which is why there's hearings, Senate hearings that are kind of unproductive because Senate doesn't really know what's <laughs> happening and they're not, they're not up to speed with how quick tech moves. And, and honestly, like you can use the argument about them being old, but I, I don't blame them either because tech moves really quick, really pro- like these companies, they, they're just able to ship products, ship, ship features super, super quick. But I do lean on the side of, of the traditional like competition is good for the end consumer. I think yeah. wait, just not, not like statistically weighing in like how an ecosystem and how selling all your data for free and getting personalized recommendations to get mm-hmm. very specific convenience, like how competition outweighs all that. I can't get into specifics yeah. of that, but I don't think it's, I definitely like to lay it bluntly. I don't think it's a good thing to have the four biggest tech companies in America combined be bigger than any nation GDP wise or or whatever wise, like that, that any country in the entire world. I think that's great. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's absolutely nuts. So I, I think these laws are good, man. But, but like, th- th- I, don't, I don't know if the laws are tackling the right things. Uh, to I say. think, I think there's such a, I guess, gap, like you kind of said, in understanding of how these platforms sort of work and like an in- intricate sort of like deep understanding of like, 
the consumer experience because every yeah everybody uses these platforms everybody has an iphone like we talked about everybody's goes on amazon whatever but i think there's so many things that consumers and like you know the company would argue that they take for granted that are like just given to them that if it were to be taken away like it would be a massive hit man for the business. imagine like people saying like hey i don't want to sell my data to instagram facebook whatever but imagine like just just having a phone that doesn't know anything about you the ads and like the personalizations all that be gone like it, it would be a terrible terror experience right and nobody really knows what yeah. that is because like we all have that shit turned on right but, like if anybody wants to try to turn that shit off for every single one of the apps everything that you use regularly imagine going on tiktok and like just seeing the most like random things random. that have nothing to do yeah. with you right you would you, like yeah. how, like that would be a terrible terrible experience right so that mm. is that is what you're sacrificing and and man they know you to a t they know you to a t which is why your experience yeah. on all these apps and all these things are so good that you don't yeah. even know we take that for granted yeah and I, I think there's just such an argument against data that's really come up over these past couple of years and i just think the biggest thing is transparency it's like hey I think people are kind of at a place where like, yo, I don't give a shit if you take my data. Just tell me you're going to take it. Let me sign off on it. Let me know what your data you're taking because there's there has been some shady shit. And I'm not trying to be like a fucking big tech apologist. They do get a lot of heat, but I mean, they they are doing some shady shit and they're like, oh, we didn't know that wasn't a rule. And it's basically this sort of philosophical thing. But you're seeing stuff like this. I mean, <laughs> dude, these these the people that the politicians that we're talking about it were literally like, yeah, like. I think this bill is like very, very, very far away from being where it needs to be, but I'm going to pass it anyway. And it's actually making its way through. And so if it actually passes, like Biden signs off on it, whatever, like, dude, it would rock. I think it would rock the world, the entire fucking world. And it's not like a crazy covered story. It's kind of like a little thing. But I think if this continues to make its way through, gets bipartisan support from both sides of the aisle. Fuck, man. I, I I don't know. It could actually, like, could, could be potentially devastating, man. Yeah. I mean, we got, like, three more antitrust meetings before that happens. And you know how those antitrust meetings go. Yeah. A lot, a lot of memes on Twitter. A lot of a lot of politicians yeah. not understanding what things are. And a lot of a lot of face palms and uh, sighs from Zuck and, and the crew who try to explain yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Uh, what Finsta means. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll have a lot of that to cover before, uh, before any, this goes anywhere. So. Yeah, yeah. So going back into like tech, we're talking about NFTs, man. So Nelk released their NFT. So I, man, I watched their podcast with Gary Vee a couple of weeks nice. ago, two weeks ago. Nice. It was actually a really good podcast. Dude, I was shocked because literally today I heard about this like Nelk drop on the thing. Dude, they, they knew what NFTs were, but they were, they didn't, you know? And it was like two weeks ago that podcast dropped. And they basically like were asking, hey, like how could we go about it? <laughs> like two weeks ago and then apparently last week they just dropped them and made like what 23 million 24 million yeah and it's two million in post sales like tell me about it man like it, that's crazy absolutely insane. It's, it's interesting because um I, I i didn't watch that podcast but i i feel like pretty much premise nalk for the longest time and and if you don't know who nalk nalk are it's just a collective of it's it's a group of YouTubers, uh, creators that started off as like pranksters, like doing degenerate stuff, but like kind of really grew the partying movement uh, on YouTube mm-hmm. to be just literally what it is a movement, right? Their their tagline full send is is a is a staple in university college like circles. Anything that's 
related to partying and hanging out, having a good time, right? That that's that's Nelk's whole brand. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, they they, they pride themselves on being like authentic, uh, unapologetically them. And for the longest time, they're like, hey man, NFTs. Like crypto, all that shit is bullshit. We, we won't scam our our fans, right? Like uh, NFTs in the, in like the influencer world had a bad rap because a lot of people were just trying to make a quick buck and and shell some shitty coin for for a bag, right? But yeah. but people yeah, that yeah. understood it, at least from a non traditional non influencer standpoint, realized like there's a lot of the tech isn't there yet, the sentiment isn't there yet, but there's a lot you could do with these tokens for creators to give access to fans for certain experiences, certain Mm. like exclusivity of things. A lot of it is still being built out. Right. But it's pretty much a more robust. Right now it could be a more robust way than, than having like an exclusive Patreon. Yeah. Or having like your, your send club for, for uh knock or for having like your, your Maverick club, your exclusive pay five bucks and get X content club for like big influencer. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how they went about it. And, and that like, Hey, if you buy this full send card or NFT, you get access to these events. You might get exclusive merch. You, you might get X and Y. It's pretty much just your, your golden card to, to yeah. the whole universe of Nelk. Right. And I actually, I was that's like really very cool. interested. I'm like, Hey, like, like, let's see how these guys go about it because they haven't, they, they, they were, they were, they, they were very anti web three crypto, all that. Yeah. And they were breaking records. They were like getting a lot of people hyped up. A lot of a lot of people joining the Discord. A lot of a lot of traffic. I'm like, man, this is this is gonna go crazy. Yeah. And then Mint Day can't, comes. It's very expensive. Zero point seven five ETH. Yeah, for, thousands. It's it like I think at the time it was like two k, two point three k, something like that. Yeah. But they sold out within like five ten minutes. First <laughs> ten <laughs> minutes made twenty three million dollars because there was ten ten k of them. Which is absolutely dude, it's nuts. it's it's crazy. And then I heard that there was a scam in the Discord. Oh, so some people got so fucked. that yeah. that happens all the time. <laughs> That's not exclusive yeah, to yeah. in in the in the term in the sense where like the infrastructure just isn't there, which which also doesn't help the case for newbies like coming into like crypto and Web three because there's so much bullshit on, on there, right? Mm-hmm. There isn't that security level of security. Uh, and I like to use mm-hmm. an analogy of like when the internet first started. When, when it was just like blank static web pages, there were like, there wasn't infrastructure. There wasn't like freaking like Nor- Norton, like uh, antivirus, all yeah. that jazz. You like, you couldn't tell yeah, yeah, what yeah. a phishing link was that like, if you clicked it, yeah, like, yeah. it took your data, whatever, right? People still can't. Pe- pe- I mean, people still can't, right? But a lot of those <laughs> games are going off in Discord and they're preying on people like, uh, and they're like impersonating Nalk or like the influencer and like they're trying to like steal people's seed keys and, yeah, yeah, and, and all that. So it's, it's, it's still not there yet, but it always happens, unfortunately, for now. One thing that I saw, though, which is pretty good. And I mean, like, I don't really follow Nalk too much. I, I've watched a few of their videos. They're pretty controversial, you know, just just so you guys very, know I'm distancing myself for, yeah. for PR reasons right now. Uh, hey, in case one of you guys wants to say. Too. Try to be very uh, neutral. In, in case you guys want, want to come out and fucking cancel me or some shit, but. They are controversial, but one thing that I've seen is they really care about their fans. At least Kyle does. I, I know for sure. He really fucking does. And I'm pretty sure they, so they say, they're going to like take care of the people that got scammed in the Discord. And I mean, you make 23 fucking million off a launch. You can pay, you know, 10, 15, 20, or even 100 grand to a couple of folks. Because there was only a few wallets that got fucked. Because it was only up for like a minute or two and then it got taken down, uh, the link. And they stole like, yeah, like, you know, 50 to 100 grand. So right. 
I think they're probably going to make them whole and that just strengthens the brand. And, you know, like that, that just looks, that's a good look for them. And I think, man, they've got so much to lose with like happy dad and like, dude, they're like on their way to like billions. Truly. They really, really are. Hey, love, love them or hate them, man. Like no matter which side of the train you are enough, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give them the fire. They really turned a lifestyle into something that's bigger than them. Mm -hmm. They really turned a saying that they just said for fun into like, this is what we embody. And this is, this is now let's start selling and monetizing and selling products off of it. Not just like the typical influencer merch or apparel, but like what else is part of this like full send, like parting lifestyle. Oh, alcohol drinks, right? Like gym supplements. And maybe now that's NFTs and, and like all this, like the experiences that, and the, and the exclusivity that comes behind one of them. And, Man, they're they're doing it right. They're doing it right. Yeah, man. I, I definitely think so. And I we'll see how it goes. But sort of speaking uh controversial. So Chamath Papati I always mess up his name. Papati so he's basically guys, he's a, a venture uh a, a social venture capitalist, really popular in the media. He has a, a podcast called All In, which I listen to. It's actually a very good podcast with three of his other sort of venture capital buddies. And there is this one hot take basically talking about the Uyghurs in North, or I think Northwestern China or North, Northwestern China. So kind of right now, guys, I, I don't know if you've seen in the headlines and things like that. It's a very, very sad situation, sort of what's going on there. You know, people are comparing it to you know, historically, like the Holocaust, and it's a massive genocide, you know, like a million plus people that are being affected by this. So it's a very serious issue. And in this clip that kind of surfaced, Chamatha basically says, I don't care about Uyghurs. Nobody cares about Uyghurs. And then he goes on to expand that, like, while they're worth being cared about, in his sort of life, he needs to take care of his country and his social issues. And Chamath is a, a social investor. Uh, I think his literal business is called social capital. So he invests in things that have, you know, social initiatives and things like that. So it was just like very off-putting for me to hear that because I was like, it just seems so damn cold. I'm like, you're supposed to be this benevolent motherfucker who's a capitalist, but yeah. you know, you try to do kill two birds with one stone and to hear that like you don't care about folks who are going through a genocide and that like their basic human rights are being violated it was a massive 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 story yeah absolutely insane and man the way that he worded things and 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 i'm, I'm not sure where he exactly where the head exactly lies and he did come up with apology saying like hey like and it wasn't a great apology i'm looking at it right now it's like yeah uh, like he basically said he clarified what he said but he didn't really apologize so yeah yeah lacking empathy like as uh, like as a refugee like you know all that but what he's trying to what what i got from it and looking at the full clip is that he and the meme that came out of it is like this is below my line right like of, 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 of issues that but like hey sure that might be for you right but the 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 tone and the attitude that you're pushing that like hey like my moral ground and what i think is important in the world should be kind of what everybody is right mm-hmm. he didn't explicitly say that but by pushing it that hard he's saying like hey like there are so many issues in the world in terms of scale, in terms of like what should be important, what's not. But like this right here is not as important as like X. But like who, you're not a gatekeeper of what's yeah. important in the world and of what is more valuable and more yeah. more intention pressing than something else, right? Personally, I believe yeah. that climate change, in terms of all the issues in the world, is one of the most pressing issues. 
if the world isn't good, we're not going to be here in a hundred years. Like nothing else yeah. matters. Right. But the fact that is that, that like, Hey man, like basic, basic human rights matter. And you're telling me that right now, the way that you're pushing it, that like basic human rights don't fucking matter, but for, for everybody. Right. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, I think his argument was, was you actually, if you listen to the podcast, listen to the whole thing, it's basically three on one with this one guy, Jason, J Cal. And he's basically vehemently defending his position saying that like there is an absolute level of humanity that needs to be kept across borders right there's just things that can't basic human rights across different places and as you know as fellow humans like we need to step in when shit like this happens and then the counter argument would be well we don't want to start wars you know uh, the, there you can't Chamath, I remember said later in the podcast was like you can't put uh suffering on on an absolute level and buddy was like yeah you fucking can like there's like um <laughs> you're talking about genocide whatever like th- there's these basic things, human rights it's universal there's basic human rights and, and that there was a philosophical argument about what that meant and what does that mean for you know the u.s who is just coming out of afghanistan what a fucking disgustingly poorly timed it's just like a terrible exit that was if you look through the history of the u.s and don't want to say it invading but intervening in countries they don't have a good track record at all and so their argument was that okay well what are we going to do go fight china and start the world war three like how like how do we actually do this and so it's a very tough question because china is a superpower and china doesn't give a fuck at all like and so so i think it was coming from a practical standpoint so it's not that there wasn't merit to sort of what they were bringing up but it was in such a cold fucking hearted way that lacked empathy and there was even one point that i i I was this was probably the most appalling thing that i heard and i I wasn't offended but the content of what i was hearing was like man that's offensive content was like guy was basically saying yeah there's like a massive genocide and the guy was like yeah believe what you want to believe man like like as if it's like some journalistic or like some some like media bullshit that's being propagated out there. You don't know everything that's happening in China and there's a reason for that because they don't, yeah. you know, whatever. Reporting from what I understand is hard and if they don't want something out, it, it tends to not get out. But, you know, for what it's worth, there's pretty good back sources that are talking about these issues and to kind of discredit that and be like, yeah, it's just who knows if this is even happening, like – you know, kind of turn a blind eye, not my problem. Like it's the worst mindset to have. It's like the, in history is to, is to, is to turn a blind eye and be like, yeah, it's not my yeah, fucking problem. Yeah. And, and, and a final point to this, and this might be a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but like a hey, Shamath, he's a part owner of the Warriors mm. and, and you, you know, you know, NBA's relationship with China uh, has, has like, <laughs> they, they've got a big relationship with China. They got a big viewer base over there. And, and uh, historically some things have happened in the league that isn't even, that isn't even from the NBA Direct that has pissed China off. Mm. So I'm, I'm just saying there might be some alignment right there. I don't know if that was what he was thinking. I don't know if that was anything at all. But but they're, they're, I'm sure there's a big Warriors audience in China that uh, Shamath wouldn't want to upset. So there yeah. might be some fishy things going on there. It was really, it was really interesting, man. It was really interesting. And then kind of just closing off with a couple big like headlines that I saw. So I think Russia is, and I haven't read up too, too much on this. Russia is Mm -hmm. going to invade Ukraine again. I think they, a couple of years ago, they actually did like 2014 and they're starting to like send people over there. Like it's getting pretty, pretty real. And 
some people are speculating that that have might have something to do with the market's recent sort of like dip, not recent in the sense like recently, like past day or two, yeah. some, some overreaction to that. But it's really interesting, man. Do you think, and this is just like completely out of nowhere. Do you think like a, a world war, and this is like not even about money. <laughs> Throw it like, out do there. you think that could ever happen again? Do you think there could literally be another world war? Cause I, I feel like, like, I don't know. Couldn't we just like literally destroy the earth with the amount of weapons? Like the United States could yeah. blow up the the world if it wanted to. Like China, I think even Iran, like some countries just like have so much firepower that like it'd be on site. They could like literally wipe an entire country off the face of the earth if they wanted to. Obviously, they don't want to do that. But do you think that could actually ever happen? Because I think, you know, we've grown up in such peaceful times. Dude, you think about historically speaking – I always say this to people. People talk about how bad yeah. shit is, and like, I think I think it could definitely happen. But I, I I feel like it wouldn't be in the traditional sense of what we what we see in the past, like two world wars. I think it it, it would be like it would be a lot of technological technological like cyber like what, what would a cyber war look like? What, yeah. what would it be over data? Would it be over like certain certain, certain like IP that's like very groundbreaking? Like what would that look like? I I, I don't think it's there's so much tension in the world and there's so many like little conflicts that that like yeah. it, it feels it, it feels like remember when in, in, in 2020 when uh, World War Three was supposed to happen like hey just it, it's it feels like and, and I hope I hope this isn't the case that like anything could happen <laughs> So there you have it, my friends. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As usual, go check out Neo Financial, the Neo Savings Account, the credit card, the credit builder. Go have a look at it in the show notes. It's really fantastic. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Again, uh, leave feedback in the reviews of how you're liking the new shows. I'm going to try to do more of these uh, two a week, try to get it going. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, keep on buying baby that's pretty much it with the the market and all that jazz but we're gonna talk about that a little bit more on monday i appreciate y'all boy i love y'all but for now i'm out this mother peace